Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. I'm Zeke. We have news. What news? We have we have two pieces of good news. Because this episode isn't just brought to you by Zane. Should we give it that it news? Well, let's give, get rid of our sponsors. Not get rid of. Sorry, guys. We're not getting rid of you. But we have we have exciting news to get to. Knock knock them out of the way. Let's let's give them the credit where credit is due. I I mean, I, we we have a lot to be thankful for from our friends at TrekRadio.net, KryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio, Stitcher.com, Radio KSCR, and Geek Factor Radio. And we don't want you guys to go anywhere. We love you dearly. But not just Zane is producing this podcast this week. We have someone else now too. We have Bruce. Bruce, thank you for for your support. Thank you for contributing over on patreon.com slash stolen droids. And you now are listed as one of our one of our producers. One and of the also, cool guys. Yes, you also have our eternal gratitude. And the episode a day early. Yes. Now, to be fair, we need to clarify, Bruce is his actual name, right? It's not some slur for rough. No, it's Bruce. It's okay. Bruce. I'm not entirely sure there's like a Bruce and Nigel thing going on between the Aussies and the, the UK guys, the Brits. No, it, it is Bruce. Um, yeah, he's he's familiar with our work, obviously, and, and I'm actually familiar with some of his stuff, too. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. We have other news. We do. We, ha- we have some exciting news. One of our listeners. Long-time listener. Getting hitched. Yeah. Colin goes and gets married and see all the dominoes fall. I don't know. I don't see how. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is really exciting. Hopefully, um, you know, Kyle, congratulations, man. Hopefully she understands your podcast listening habits. Hopefully she joins you. Yes. And we are sending you a little something just, you know, because because we love you. Yeah. Congrats, man. Congrats. Um, okay, we don't have any other feedback this week. Which is weird, because typically when I get really pissy on an episode, like I've been the past couple episodes, we get feedback. You've been a bit cranky as of late. Uh, you know, it's the summer heat coming in, and the humidity, and the stupids all come out of the woodwork when okay, summer let, comes. Let me, let me call you out on that. The humidity, dude, it was like 6% humidity today. We live in Utah, dude. I'm used to 0.6%. (laughs) 6% it's like I'm chewing it. It's weird. Yeah. I was talking to a customer the other day on the phone. I'm going down to Orlando in two weeks. And he told me, he said, yeah, it's the worst time to come. It's like 90% humidity and 95 degrees. You're going to die. So You'll be like swimming through the air. I, I will. I will. I'll just show up to the office in my swim trunks. There is a nice thing about um, tr- doing work travel to those areas, though. I remember years and years ago, back when uh, you and I worked, used to work together, actually, I was on a business trip out to Richmond in the middle of the summer. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know what is considered business-appropriate attire in Richmond in the summer? Flip-flops and tank tops? Sundresses. Sundresses. Oh, that is nice. Sundresses are, I think, one of the best signs of a benevolent god. Uh, it was a most enjoyable business trip. Nice. nice. Um, okay, so into our headlines. And it's kind of the Apple show. Well, they had their thing WWDC, yeah, their yeah, Worldwide WDC. Developer Conference. You know, I don't even care. But 
it's news. I, like all I the headlines I was to. reading this week were Apple. That's all that was in the news this week. So they're, they they've released a new device and some new software, and that's all well and good. And some of it's very cool, and some of it's a bit late. And let's just dive into it, shall we? Yes, let's. Okay. So they have released a new Mac Pro, kind of. Remember how we said that I we love the design of the last Mac Pro, the trash can? Uh-huh. And, and it still holds. I, I love it. I think it is a beautiful piece of uh, engineering, of industrial engineering. Well, it's it's unique, too, with the cylindrical tower. And, I mean, you don't see stuff like that. No, not at all. And it's very visually appealing. Um, it was plagued by some issues such as uh, a lot of the hardware being outdated by the time it launched, which is fair, fair criticism. They didn't get an update or a refresh as often as Apple normally does, or as the pros who buy those devices are used to. And it wasn't really as expandable as those pros are used to either. You have to keep in mind too, that the, the Mac pro it's not used by your garden variety Apple user. Okay. They have a MacBook. Yeah. Um, Mac pros are used by the hardcore developers, people who are using a Mac pro because having a rack mount server is just so passe at the desk. They require hardware is what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, need, need something a little bit more beefy. Apple had told us months and months ago saying, we hear you. We understand we're working on something new. We think you're going to love it. Stay tuned. So we were kind of expecting something to be announced at WWDC 2017, and something was. It's an iMac. I have very mixed feelings about this. It's an iMac whose starting price is $5,000. Now, for that $5,000, you get a 27-inch screen, a 5K resolution, um... You get an Intel Xeon uh, with eight cores. You get a Radon Vega setup with, I think it starts at eight gigs of RAM. Um, up to 16. Up to 16. And that's really about it. There's an SD card slide on, slot on the back, four USB ports, three, four Thunderbolt ports. Um, not Lightning. We have to clarify that. They're not lightning ports. They're Thunderbolt. Um, and a headphone jack. They lost their courage. They did. They did. Those freaking chickens. Um, that sounds like not much for $5,000, and you're right. However, it can go up to, let's see here, where does it say? 128 gigs of RAM. That's pretty sweet. Uh, or... 18 CPU cores or and, or and or four terabytes of SSD storage. That's almost like a server, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And it's in the same iMac casing. It's black now or gray, which looks kind of cool. The fact that it can run all of that in such a thin display is ridiculous. And, and I mean really that. Is. It, it is. It really is. It's a beautiful design. The iMac is just one of Apple's best designs ever, and they just keep improving it. Unfortunately, their mouse still doesn't have multiple buttons. No. I'll admit, I've never met a developer who doesn't immediately go and buy a different mouse. Yeah. Um, Now, 
you can upgrade this. It's a RAM, you can upgrade the RAM module and the CPU is also modular, but it is a pain to get to. And those Thunderbolt ports mean that you can hook in additional displays. You can even hook in additional external GPUs if you want. More on that later. Um, four terabytes of storage. Not a lot. If you're working in 4K content or with raw video files, that is actually not a lot of space. You will eat through it very quickly. Thankfully, Thunderbolt does mean that you can hook in external hard drives like crazy. So I guess that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just envisioning like some horrible, scuzzy nightmare connected via Thunderbolt. Back when Mac did use scuzzy. I still think this is overpriced for what it is. I agree. Um, and, and I mean more so than the normal Apple premium. But I can't deny they did good work getting all that hardware to fit into such a small package. Now, what would you price that at? What do you think a, a rig like that should be priced at? Mm, that's a hard question because $5,000 is not too much to ask for maybe the middle iMac Pro. Right? If you were to give it not the top of the line because 128 gigs of ram is stupid expensive it doesn't matter what brand you are at that's a lot of ram and that is a lot of ram um and an 18 core xeon processor is usually like two thousand dollars just by itself okay so you couldn't obviously have that and expect the entire computer to cost five grand but i would expect more than the base and I don't have the final amount here, but I remember, yeah, there's no link to take me to the final page. I remember back in the day, I, I just went over to Apple.com and I went to a Mac Pro and I outfitted it for top of the line everything, every option they offered, right? It came to $27,000. Oh my gosh. $27,000. Um, so... I mean, that's just stupid expensive. It really is. Yes. I... Dude, you know, my first thought when I saw this, for 5000 bucks, a new computer, that's like the entry level, entry level price. My first thought was, I've had cars cheaper than that. I currently drive a car that's cheaper than that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot of money to drop on a computer. I can't even imagine trying to justify that type of a purchase to my wife. Your computer works just fine. What do you need a $5,000 computer for? Because it was new and this one's black. Have you seen it? It's beautiful. It is. We really do have to give credit there. It really is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um... I don't know. Really, let's be honest. If you're buying this, if you are personally buying this, and I mean that like your company isn't buying it for you for specific business reasons, right? You're not working at Pixar and you're one of the lead animators who needs this kind of horsepower because uh, Toy Story 4 is going to be in 3D. Um, if you are buying this personally... You're basically buying a sculpture that you feel is worth that amount that happens to have a computer built into it. Yeah. 
you're buying it for art. You're the one determining that it's worth it. And I, I know that doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's just the truth of economics. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see the reviews once this comes out, how it's how it performs and what people think of it. I, I got to say, as impressed as I am that they got it all to fit into this thing, can I just say that I'm also equally as disappointed they didn't come out with a new form factor like they did with the last Mac Pro? I was really kind of hoping for something innovative. Uh, and I'm not trying to be cliche. I'm not trying to like poke fun or mock their their normal line. I was really hoping for something new. Well, you know, Apple for so long, and again, I'm not trying to be a dick here by saying the word innovative, but they were. They were very innovative. And I thought I thought the last the last pro that they came out with with the the cylindrical form factor, I thought was really really neat. And I think you're right. It would be nice to see see them do something a little bit. I mean, they don't need to go like way out there and make some trapezoid or something, but it, it would have been <laughs> it would have been nice to see them mix it up a little bit, you know, instead of just giving you the monitor and, you know, the dodecahedron case. Yeah, I mean, let's give us a hundred-sided die shaped or something, you know? I just I I think it would be nice, but I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. This thing is this thing is pretty slick. It really is. I if I had one real complaint about it is that for if I were to spend twenty seven thousand dollars on what amounts to a supercomputer from the future, because if you look back in time at how computer technology has progressed, this basically is that. I would want it to look like something more than a nice monitor. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's just the PC user inside of me, but you spend that kind of money, you have that kind of hardware, you want people to know it. That's why there's case windows. That's why the old Crays were such bombastic colors. That's why supercomputers of today have their names in giant floor-to-ceiling vinyls, like the Watson system and all the cluster computers out there. That would have to be my only real complaint. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but I mean... Still got to give them props. It's it's a slick looking machine. Let's hope that it it lives up to the hype because it's it's looking pretty impressive. Oh, you know what? I have one other gripe, and I can I can say this because I was an iMac user. I had an iMac uh, before we ever started this show about nine years ago. I had a Core Two Duo iMac with four gigs of RAM, and it ran Windows beautifully. Um, and it was a great little computer. I say little, it was 24 inches, but it was a great computer. But there's one problem with the iMac that they still haven't fixed even with this version. What's that? Their ports are on the back. Yeah. Which means that you have to string your Ethernet cable and your USB and every other ugly cable from all these other manufacturers up the back of the stand through that little hole in the back of the stand and plug them into the back of this beautiful pristine machine. If Apple could figure out a way to put the ports on the back of the stand like so many all-in-one PCs are doing now and keep it that thin and make it still look that beautiful I'm not saying it'd be easy but then they'd get a pass. Then I'd say all is forgiven because that would be pretty freaking awesome. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice because I hate cables. Oh, my gosh. In fact, I'm looking here. I, I've got this, like, five-speaker, six-speaker setup with subwoofer. I'm ready to chuck it all in the trash because I have so many cables all over my desk. I can't stand it. Yeah. 
I, I'm just saying, you don't buy, tw- uh, you don't spend that kind of money on an Apple than to just have the really ugly yellow Ethernet cable that came with your ISP, you know, with your cable modem, like snaking up along the back of it. But that yeah. it's, ruins it all. It, it really does. Yeah. So, so okay, that that's a fair criticism as well. I'll, I'll give that in there. Next time, Apple. Next time, figure it out. You could even you could even build a dock and sell it for another two hundred and fifty dollars, and the dock has a specialized connector that hooks into the back of the iMac. Dude, if it was a dock for the iMac Pro, they'd have to charge minimum seven fifty for it because Pro. It True. Would be the, it would be the dock Pro, the iDock Pro. Four ninety five, four ninety five, because it has to be an odd number like that. Seven fifty three. Mm. <laughs> Plus tax and shipping and shipping and handling. Don't forget handling. Also announced this week, Apple's HomePod smart speaker. Yeah, this one's getting a lot of run on the internet. I noticed like this. This was a big deal for a lot of people. Um, I don't care. You know, they're late to the party on this. They're way late. I mean. Look, people, all I had to say is Apple has released a Siri-enabled speaker. What do you think it is? You know exactly what it is, because the Amazon Echo has been out for years. The Google Home Hub has been out. Uh, Even Cortana was announced as having its own speaker before this. Yeah. They're literally the last ones to the party. But, you know, it's okay, because they're delivering a more premium audio experience than their competition can deliver. I am still um, on the fence about the entire point of smart speakers. I have one, and it seems like most of the time it's just used by the kids to tell them jokes. Really? So it's not something that you really use then, huh? Not really, no. I mean, it is nice because we've taught our youngest child, who comes into our bedroom every morning, early morning, can I wear shorts? Keep in mind, this is when we got it a couple months ago, right? And no, well, why not? It's sunny because it's going to be cold today. Well, how do you know? You don't know. We just taught her, go and ask Google. So does she go in and say, okay, Google, can I wear shorts today? No, she'll say, what's the weather like today? Oh, really? Yeah. And we've told her that if it's above this certain temperature, yeah, go for it. And if it's not, no, you can't. Nice. Um, No one uses it for their schedules. No one uses it. it. It can't track packages. It can barely do reminders, you know, Interesting. so, and whenever people listen to music on it, it is so annoyingly loud or annoyingly quiet or annoyingly in the wrong spot of the house. You know, it's these Did, products to me are still a sign that they're only meant for people who live by themselves. <laughs> well, you know, I saw Google actually, um, came out with a family calendar this week if you've got if you've got family library enabled on your android uh in the in the play store there's actually a calendar for your entire family so whoever has access to your family library has access to the calendar so i think they're trying to get to that point where uh it's it's more user-friendly for multiple people I think they're realizing that that's really something that people need to have. Right, right. And that that is one of our later headlines, which is funny because I've always had a family calendar. It's a calendar on my account that's been shared with every member of my family. 
and we can all add things to it and change things to it. Uh, that's we've always had that. Oh, I forgot that I actually put that on the show notes. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a minute then. Um, Gizmodo has a funny um, article though about this smart speaker. If you look at it from the top, when Siri responds to what's going on, she's the freaking HAL nine thousand. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. Um, now, the, the smart speaker. Did, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, it's interesting though that they're going to be selling the HomePod for three forty nine, which I mean, what's an Amazon Echo go for one forty nine something like yeah. that? Yeah. Now it is powered by the same A eight processor in the newest iPhone, and it supposedly has a four inch woofer, so a single woofer and seven tweeters. If you don't know what those are, it means it's going to be very, very high, high frequency oriented. It also has a real time acoustic modeling, so it can figure out kind of what the acoustics are like in the area and shape the sound to match. This is a bad idea because I've never seen it work in a way that whoever's listening to it likes it ever. Because everyone has different tastes. That is yeah. simply as simple as that. Um, the thing that really annoys me about this, it, it, this I, and maybe it's just rubbing me the wrong way, it seems so pretentious. Siri is not only the virtual assistant in this case, it's also a quote-unquote musicologist. It helps you find new music on iTunes. It can tell you who the guitarist is on this particular song. You can say, I like this song, and it remembers your tastes, you know, so you can buy more music from iTunes. Wow. It's not just, do, it doesn't just do it to be nice and helpful. So, you have this marvel of technology that is closer to AI in a consumer device than we ever could have dreamed of 10 years ago. And you're using it to tell me who the freaking guitarist on this song is? That is like the most hipster, douchey thing I've ever heard. You know, that that reminds me of those memes. Like, 50 years ago, we thought we'd be walking on the moon and fidget spinners. And, you know, <laughs> that's what we got. I, I like your use of the word pretentious, though, because... I think that's really... I, when I think of Siri, I think of pretentious. It, it's... It, a Siri was one of the first voice assistants. And when it came out, I defended it. Because it was bold. It was, quote-unquote, innovative. It was a real... It was still prototyped. It, it wasn't all the way there yet. But it was a really, really, really good first start. Right? Yeah. And then... Yeah. Google now came along and wasn't quite there, but then Google Assistant came out and was, right? And Cortana strived to be, but it's lacking some integrations. I mean, we're talking step forwards. They're, they're advancing. Yes. This, who cares? Don't tell me who the freaking guitarist is. Don't remember that I like this particular song. Tell me when I say, what's the weather going to be like for my camping trip next week? She can tell me, Oh, yeah. Or she can go, I know where that camping trip's going to be. I know what he's talking about. Pull the weather for that area. That's where it's useful. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that very few digital assistants can get right. Google yeah. probably is the closest, but even then it's it's not really intuitive. I, I'm just saying... 
Apple. It's the most worthless product ever. Um, well, not I, product, not product feature. Feature. I'm I, sorry. Okay, okay. And I was going to say, I don't think that this is necessarily a bad product, but way to strike while the iron's hot, Apple. Yeah. Um, it's like Independence Day 2 coming out 15 years after the first one. Not quite as bad, but close. <laughs> um, they've also announced a new Mac OS High Sierra, is the name, even though everyone's probably calling it still OS X, as TechCrunch points out. Um and now that I've said that out loud really fast, I can understand why they don't want people calling it OS X anymore. Because it's not OS X. It's Mac OS. That just sounds yes. better. Yes. It's like expertsexchange.com when you type it out. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Hi Sierra is going to be... It's not a huge flashy update. It's kind of them advancing the technology. Um, it will have a new file system that's already being used in iOS devices, which if you know anything about how Apple writes files to devices and how any slight interruption of that file can render the entire file unreadable and hidden, uh, this is a good thing. Uh, very, very good. Um, it has a new Safari, which handles JavaScript, according to them, faster than anyone. Uh, and blocks auto-playing videos, which I think may be the most innovative and welcome thing Apple has ever done in the last 20 years. I think that is something that everybody needs to copy them on. Because mm -hmm. I am uh, sick of it. I do like this, too. This new version of Safari that comes specifically with the uh, High Sierra uses machine learning, and I'm quoting TechCrunch here, to identify trackers and segregate the cross-site trackers so advertisers won't be able to easily track you across sites. Again, something else everybody needs to copy. Um, so I'd like to... Uh, this is a tangent, I realize, but but I'm, I want to bring this up. Apple is do, bringing this feature to Safari. Microsoft's Edge has become much more aggressively anti-ad. Um, they say they're doing it for performance reasons and privacy reasons, and they might very well be. You know who isn't doing these things? Google. Because Google's an ad company. Yep. This is the perfect example of why Apple and Microsoft will be able to survive Chrome just fine, because they're not relying on ad revenue. So Safari and Edge, and to a degree Firefox, their primary purpose is to protect your data, get you browsing the web, and have a low footprint. And Chrome is to allow you to browse the web so they can sell you ads and sell your data to people. Yep. I sound like I'm being bitter there, but it's the absolute truth. Well, you know, if it were not for the fact that I absolutely love Google Chrome's profiles, I would have left long ago. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get you on that one. Um, and I use Google Photos um, because I can just say, hey get me a picture of this kid from two years ago and it does yeah. it now the built-in photo app for high sierra also has this has different machine learning techniques so it can identify faces and places and group like things together and being that it's on your computer and you don't have to upload your photos to the cloud to have it that's a kind of cool feature if that i'm is. if i'm being honest so 
Otherwise, it's not going to be a lot of things that most consumers see. There'll be support for external GPUs through Thunderbolt 3. Yes, you can have a GPU in a little enclosure, like in your laptop. Sorry, for your laptop. When you sit down at your desk, you plug it in, and boom, you have a VR-capable laptop. And when you're ready to go, you unplug it, and you're back to a MacBook Air. That's cool. Um, It has a new video um, encoder. It has new CPU instructions to make better use of 64-bit instructions. A whole lot of things that most people aren't going to notice, but really help bring Mac OS into the next generation. So, good on them for that. You know... If I didn't know better, I'd say we're kind of being a little positive with Mac and Apple tonight. A little bit. And I actually have one more cool little update that they announced. And I can't find an article on this one, but it is it is cool. They've also released an update to the Apple TV to automatically seek out and pair AirPods, the uh, wireless headphones. I did see that. And I guess with... Um, with, with the new... Uh, operating system as well i almost said with the new os x but with the new mac os i i was seeing that if you tap the airpods it will skip songs and and things like that they're bringing in like like touch controls to your earbuds mm-hmm. which is kind of cool it is kind of cool the reason why i like the uh, the apple tv idea i don't have an apple tv but if i did it'd be kind of cool to be able to well my wife is sleeping So just break out my AirPods and hit play, and I'm now watching TV and listening to it through my wireless headphones. Roku's can do this. Uh, But not wirelessly, but... Well, some can. I think the 4K one can now. But it has to be... It it still has to be done a certain way. Um, Okay. And I believe if you use Chromecasts and you're casting from your phone, you can do it through your phone that way. But it's still janky, for for lack of a better term. It's not very intuitive. And that marks the end of the happy Apple news. Yeah. The Apple Love Fest is now officially over. Um, yeah. China is currently investigating Apple for a widespread ring of identity theft and extortion. Um, It turns out that multiple employees across uh, official Apple distributors and retail outlets throughout China have created a network of identity theft and extortion where people can pay a certain amount and they will siphon user information from Apple systems to them. And we mean things like phone tracking, data tracking, where they visited, where they've purchased. Yeah, that's right. Your Apple Pay purchases. Um, Your different passwords. All sorts of fun stuff for anywhere as low as a dollar twenty-five up to maybe a hundred and fifty dollars U.S. Now, no real word yet whether this is limited to Chinese users or all Apple users, but they are people within Apple who are accessing Apple's core databases for everyone else. So yeah, I mean, despite what efforts you take to protect your own identity. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. Um, you, I mean, yeah. if you've got an employee at a company that you've done business with that feels that your information is valuable enough to sell, and they do it, you're screwed either way. 
I'm going to, this is a very backhanded compliment. Um, heaven knows that, uh, the Chinese and the Japanese, uh, are not necessarily friends. Um, the Chinese are kind of like the Ferengi to me. Yeah, that was totally racist. I get that. Bear with me here. I, I, I get that. I, I do. And part of it was just kind of how I was raised. My dad, you know, from my dad's side and from my grandma's side. My grandma, my my, my grandma Ar- Arakaki, honestly told me when my cousin was dating a Chinese kid that it's okay. He's one of the good ones. He comes from money. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so Schmidty's not the only one with the racist grandma, okay? So you understand kind of where I'm coming from. I, I think we all have a racist grandma. I think you're right, yeah. But when I say they're like the Ferengi, I mean they're very enterprising. Very enterprising. And oftentimes that works out very, very well, right? That's why they're able to expand their economy so fast that it's a threat to us. That's why their manufacturing is able to come in and cut things down to the bare minimum, and they can turn as much profit as they want, and we get items that break, but we still buy. You know what I'm saying? They're very, very, very good at squeezing money from a stone and being very enterprising about it. Unfortunately, that means that Criminally, they're also very enterprising. And it shouldn't be... Again, here's the racist side, and I apologize. I really do. But we shouldn't be surprised this is happening. This happens here in the U.S., and we're not that enterprising. We're pretty lazy. (laughs) We shouldn't be surprised it's happening where they're like, well, hey, I bet you I could make uh, extra money off this. I'll bet you I could sell this information four times over and make profit four times. Then if I were to go through a uh, distributor who could then fence the information to even more outside channels, I'll bet you I could sell it four times again. Hey, look, I just pulled profit eight times off of this one piece of information. See, that's enterprising. That takes effort. <laughs> I it's see, that criminal. Must, but... That must be the Asian in you because my American butt just whatever. Exactly. Well, that's exactly my point. That's exactly my point. Uh, American theft is typically, yeah, I don't really like my job here. I might grab an extra set of AirPods on my way out. And that's it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's what I'm trying to say in a very horrible racist way. Well, you know, we all do love the racism on this show. Um, you know, we've we've taken our fair shots at North Korea and, and China. And- I worry, though, because I try not to be. I really do. I think racism's quite stupid, and I worry that this may have been the first truly racist thing I've said. <laughs> I'm I, trying I, to think. I'm trying to think. I, I'm pretty sure we've said more racist things than what you just said. But I was always joking. You know, the get a white friend. Well, you know, it's good to have a white friend. That's my job. You know? I know plenty of white people um <laughs> and we all look alike to you don't we you truth racist. be told i'm in utah i'm like the only one of color and you're not even that colorful you're just like an you're like off white i'm actually a, a twinkie yellow on the outside white on the inside <laughs> so in other apple fun news from about the same area of the world this time a little bit southern more southern in australia you remember that error 53 that apple users were getting that was when they had had their home button replaced? Is yeah. Is that what that was? Apple had introduced a manufacturing fault 
in the iPhone and it caused the home button to not work correctly. So people worldwide went out and had it fixed or replaced. And no big deal. Everything kept working. Everything was fine until you upgraded to iOS 9. And then suddenly it bricked the phone. And it didn't matter if you had had this um, switch fixed a year ago or a week ago. It still knew that it had been done by a third party and it bricked the, the device. Yep. Gave you an unknown error 53. At first, Apple said, yes, that is for your own good. You know, we're trying to protect you and protect the Touch ID system, and that was bullcrap. And so finally, they uh, offered a patch, which would unbrick it and bypass that. And then they started offering replacements or whatnot. Well, the problem is is that in Australia, they have very, very, very strong pro-consumer laws that you can fix something yourself or have a third party fix it and still take it back to the manufacturer and expect service which I'm probably oversimplifying it, but in my American mind, that is madness. It really is. I mean, you crack anything open, and it automatically voids the warranty if it wasn't done by an authorized support center. Right. And and so, like I said, I'm sure I'm simplifying it. I'm sure there's caveats to it or subclauses. I mean, it's like, oh, I bet you I could fix my car pretty well, take a wrench and just smash on the engine, take it to a mechanic. Hey, uh, or take it back to the dealership. Hey, fix this. There's something wrong with it. They're going to say, no, yeah, there's something wrong with it. There's an engine. There's a wrench sticking out of the engine block. How did you drive with that here? Magic. Um, well, so a consumer group and the authorities in Australia set up a sting. They took multiple phones to every Apple store across Australia and said, Look, we replaced our screen, and now we're getting an error 53. As a reminder, error 53 was only about third-party service to the Touch ID button, the home button. So they're saying, our screen broke a year ago, two years ago. I replaced it myself, or a third party replaced it. And now, when I'm trying to upgrade, I'm getting the error 53. So a repair done by a third party in a completely unrelated part of the phone, completely unrelated to the Touch ID system. So we're all on the same page there, right? Yeah. Okay. Apple Associates at every store. Um, They'd say that um, no Apple entity, not Apple USA, Apple Australia, none of the geniuses, none of the stores, none of them are required to, none of them would fix the defective parts or clear the error. If you wanted to do that, you'd have to pay. That's against Australian law. It's a direct violation. Yeah. So, okay. Oops. Apple uh, did the mature thing and said that was incorrect. We apologize. We will honor that. Uh, and we'll pay this small fine that's been levied to us against, uh, against us by the Australian competition consumer commission. Right? No. No. They they said it doesn't count. They said you weren't real customers. You were undercover people. So since you weren't real customers, this doesn't count. Australian yeah. consumer law, according to Apple, does not exist in quote-unquote hypothetical circumstances. Which is the 
second dumbest thing I've heard this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as the article points out, the entire point of conducting an investigation like this is to find out how a company treats its customers when they don't know that you're not a customer. It's like the secret shoppers we have here in the U.S. It's like saying, hey, um, I'd like to uh, see how you... It's like going into a um, a convenience store, right? I don't have any ID. I'd like to buy this alcohol. By the way, I'm a cop. What do you think the teller's going to say? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Without any ID, I can't properly identify you. I cannot sell you this alcohol. Well, okay, then. It looks like you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, it, that's just that's just crazy. Come on, Apple. <sighs> They're holding it wrong. Do not pull a White House press secretary on us. Ooh. Just, just. <sighs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, for all the good that Apple came out with this week, I think that right there kind of negates it all. Uh, well, and see, this is my problem with Apple and always has been. Um, I love Apple hardware. I do. I really do. I think it's overpriced, but I love it. Um, I, I don't care for the software as much, but I hate the business. Yeah. I hate the culture. I hate the business. That's always been my case with Apple. And this is a, a good reason, a, a good example why. I, I think you kind of hit it on the head earlier when you used the word pretentious. The culture is kind of pretentious. The company is kind of pretentious. And giving a response like this when you're being investigated by authorities kind of pretentious so i think i think apple's a little pretentious they got mm. the smug yeah a little bit a little bit um okay so we've spent way too much time on apple this episode we really have that's like three quarters of the show down yeah hey zonner you drive a car right sort of so you're the one to blame. <laughs> Hashtag hack Zoner is in effect. I guess maybe. Um, this shouldn't really be surprising to us, but there's a database of VIN numbers, vehicle identification numbers. So that's one of those redundant acronyms. Yes. That's like saying it's vehicle, like a, vehicle it, identification it, number number. It's like an ATM machine machine. Right. Except you just did it three times then. I did. Trying to emphasize a point point. Like a VCR recorder? Yes. Kids, a VCR is... <laughs> Ask your parents. Okay, so there's a database of VIN numbers. There's actually many of them. Um, and that's not really surprising. Because you can go online and look up a VIN decoder, type in your VIN number... And it'll say, oh, um, it's this kind of car. It shipped with this kind of engine. Um, it was manufactured in this location. It was this color. And here are the standard options and the standard specs for that model. Right? Very, very, very common. It's how um, insurance companies can give you, give you an estimate over the phone or over the internet on your car just by typing in your VIN. Or um, places like CarMax or different car resellers can see the history because it identifies your vehicle. And how could it do that if there wasn't a database? Okay, so I'm not shocking anyone here. Um, well, it turns out there is one particular database 
that was gathered for marketing purposes, because of course there was. And it was accessed by hackers and crime organizations. Yeah, and that had information from dozens of dealerships, including full names, home addresses, phone numbers, birth dates, information about the vehicles, model year mileage, as well as sales information, the owner's monthly payment, and the purchase price. So basically, every piece of information you gave the dealer when you bought your car, the hackers have. Yeah. Oh, um, not only that, but uh, if you have a Jeep Wrangler, of which there are 16,500 listed in the database, it also included the wireless key information, so they can mock up the keys and just drive off with the car. Yeah, it makes car theft real simple. Now, why is this important? Well, because car thieves need, they can't just say, oh yeah, this is my car, because the instant an authority looks at the VIN, they're going to say, no, it's not. But now they can say, oh yeah, it is, because this database has been bypassed, and they can put another VIN code onto this one. Like, yep. this used to be difficult for people, and now it's, now, now it's really, it's really not. Um, dealerships affected. Honda, Mitsubishi, Toyota, Hyundai, Chrysler, Kia, Acura, BMW, Mini, Porsche, Nissan, Infiniti, and others. I guess you just bought a car from a Honda dealership. Good job. Ah, crap. You know who I don't see on here? USA. USA. (laughs) Well, I did buy a Chevy Suburban, but I did buy it from a Honda dealership, which just confuses the crap out of everybody when I go and take it in to get serviced wait 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 no i'm sorry because chrysler's usa again now that daimler dropped them yeah shoot so yeah this isn't um this isn't a good thing but yeah it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting to see what happens and i fully expect that i will be getting an email saying you have been pwned uh, also, I can check to see if I've been pwned on haveibeenpwned.com. Uh, so, yeah, if you're wondering if your car uh, was was used in this, um, head over there and check it out. It'll be updated soon, they say. I'm not. I'm checking right now. Though, again, like you said, they, they haven't they haven't quite put it in yet. I do drive a Chrysler, so I'm kind of interested. Yeah, I'm. you've had yours for a while, though, haven't you? Oh, yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. That is true. Um, while he's looking... Four sites. I was found in five. Interestingly, okay. the Ashley new. Madison one has fallen off. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I nothing guess, new. I guess they figured it wasn't actually me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so a new vulnerability has been found, uh, and thankfully not yet exploited. Uh, and I should say I'm being generous here because when I say a new vulnerability, I mean like 8,600 vulnerabilities have been found in pacemakers. You know, my first thought when I saw this is that is not a device that I want somebody to be able to hack. Well, duh. I mean... The last thing I want is to piss off some Russian hacker 
and have him stop my heart because of it. Um, well, never mind that. Um, hey, you remember ransomware? I do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think of that, man. You want to live? Send us 50 bitcoins. Oh, that's scary. Now, there's a reason why some people might be thinking, why can you access a pacemaker at all? Well, for very good reasons, actually. It's, believe it or not, um, not simple to crack open a person's chest and do open heart surgery on them. So if you need to pull diagnostic data from this device or make changes to its settings, you don't want to have to go in through the sternum every time. There has to be a better way. Well, there is. So a pacemaker actually has a cable that then runs up towards the surface of the body. And it has a proximity sensor and kind of uses almost NFC-like technology for doctors to go ahead and put the device, put their device close to your chest or on your chest and pass information to the pacemaker or read from the pacemaker. Uh-huh. And this is actually very, very, very common. Many times when you have these things inserted into your body, I say things because pacemakers are not the only ones that have this. You can't just immediately turn them on and expect the body to be okay. You have to put it in, close up, let the body heal from the invasive surgery it just had. And once it's healed, then they go in and activate it. Yeah. So I... I don't know. The good news is, is that it would require someone getting close to someone with a pacemaker. Because it's not like they can just hit it with a Wi-Fi signal or broadcast it over a radio tower. Yeah. So I guess there's going to be like an entire industry now of like, you know, those RFID blocking wallets. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just like t-shirts. <laughs> RFID blocking t-shirt. That's that's kind of scary, though, really, because you know that there are people out there who would who will do everything they can to exploit this. Yeah, that's uh okay. Not to not to put the uh, tinfoil hat on here or sound like one of those people. If there is an exploit out there that is easily done, we will never hear about it. It will be used well. Uh, other than the fact we just did. But we won't hear of anyone actually using it because it'll be used by state-sponsored hackers. It oh, will yeah. be an assassination tool. It will be, we are tracking this particular po- politician or dissident leader or whatnot. Oh, look, we found his medical information. He had this model and this serial number of pacemaker installed two years ago. Get our asset nearby. Send the package to his phone. And, oops, oops. Look, look at that. The person's heart stopped. Oh, my goodness. We'll never hear about it. No, we won't. That's an amazing coincidence, though, isn't it? It is. It's amazing. Um, And even more amazing, this is actually getting to the Supreme Court. Remember when it used to be that law enforcement can get your phone information and not even get a warrant? They just go to the phone company and say, hey, give me all the information on this person. Uh Uh-huh. It's now going to the Supreme Court whether or not that's protected information. That's good. That is good. Remember last week uh, when we were talking about pedophiles and um, Geek Squad? Yeah. And we pointed out that there's just no precedent for a lot of these laws. 
Yeah. This is this is one of those things. There's no precedent. So yeah. once the Supreme Court uh, makes a decision on this, which they probably won't, and I'll get to why here in a second, um, there'll be a precedent. Now, the reason why I say the Supreme Court won't make a decision is because they don't want to set a precedent. That sounds counterintuitive. But if they make a precedent, if they put their foot down on something, they have to then use that precedent on every case going forward. And many times there haven't been enough examples or enough cases to decide whether or not it's a good idea or not. From our standpoint, from a consumer standpoint, well, of course it's protected information. Of course you need a warrant to get this information. We don't want you to to just get our information, right? That seems to make common sense. But most Supreme Court justices, if history serves, if history plays out here, will hold off on that because they don't know that there could be a situation where really they don't want to have to get a warrant for some reason. And they don't want to preclude that future that future case. So yeah, they'll maybe. say things like it has to be done on a one at a time basis, or it's up to the judge of the area where the case is being done, or they'll say something very, very deflective like that. They will not set a set precedent. Yes, this is the case or no, they don't have to. Yeah. They kind of want to keep their options open is what you're saying. I exactly. I think that, yeah, you said it much better. Uh, but yeah, you know, I can't believe it. There's there's not often that I agree with the ACLU, uh, just because you're a I'm jerk. A, I get I'm it. I'm a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> racist, bigot, jerk person, aka libertarian. But I kind of I kind of agree with him here. I think I kind of I kind of agree with him here because I mean it's a it's a Fourth Amendment issue. It is, um, but at the same time. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to play devil's advocate on this one because, no, you're right. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it's, as I see it, it's laid out pretty pretty black and white, or should I say like brown and darker brown because that's the color of the Constitution at this stage. Maybe it should be if you are – if there's an ongoing investigation, a warrant is not needed. If there isn't, then a warrant is needed. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. So, let's say, and this is just purely hypothetical here, okay? Let's say Zoner is being, uh, has a stakeout, right? Five, four guys from Quantico Pizza is across the street from his house right now. And they're tapped into all of his feeds. They have cameras on him everywhere. And they went to pull his location d- data. Well, there isn't an active case. It's just an investigation, right? They should have to get a warrant, Right. Okay. Let's say no. He's been arrested. He's in jail, awaiting trial, um, and they need all records about where he was. Then there's no real reason for the secrecy. He's already in jail. He's all. He knows he's he's being indicted or he's being accused of something. He knows uh-huh. what they're going after. Then they're free and clear just to get his his details. Now. You you said that's a hypothetical situation. I it hope it's a hypothetical. It, it doesn't count because obviously hypothetical situations don't matter, which is right, what we right. learned from Apple. So, but, but you know what I'm saying? I, I, the only yeah. reason I could see that you wouldn't want to have to get a warrant is because um, you're worried about tipping the hand. 
you don't want people to hear that there's an investigation about them. And I, I get that, but still, I mean, there's but still, still that's when it's important. There's still instances where today where there's investigations with warrants and everything where nobody knows about it because they keep it quiet because they don't want to blow the investigation. Right. That's my point. I, yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Like I said, hard to play devil's advocate there because I think I just shot my own point in the foot. <laughs> uh, and final headline, you already ruined Google Family Calendar. It's out. There's always a workaround anyway. Big whoop. Yes. The family library is still confusing to me. I'm having a hard time even using it with my kids. Oh, we use it all the time. It's great. Uh, Into our favorites this week. Um, Mine is kind of cool. It's a Vimeo. It's a video someone put up on Vimeo. There's a lot of pictures of the moon landings, of the Apollo missions. But there's not a ton of video for various reasons. Um, Not because they were faked, but simply because, uh, look... (laughs) People forget back then how hard it was to store video. It was really, really, really hard. And a lot of the times people figured, eh, why bother with this? We have photos. Yeah. It's just true. Um, well, what this digital artist did is he took photos from throughout the Apollo missions and he animated them. That sounds weird, but if you watch this video, it's like a seven minute short of called lunar and it takes you all the way up to the moon and there's video but it's not video it's just pictures of the moon missions of the of the apollo missions that have been animated to make it look like video yeah it's just it's really cool it's really really cool and it's cool to know that yeah there's kind of that storyboard effect where one part is moving and you can tell that he's just moving that photo to make it look like it's moving You'll, trust me, if you watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's yeah. really cool to know that, no, I am looking at a historical image. It is. It, it's really good quality, too. Yeah. So, check it out. It's it's not very long. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, my favorite this week, uh, I think I've used Hot Toys um, figures in the past as a favorite. Not very frequently. We've written up, done write-ups on the site, though, about them. And I actually need to do a write-up about this one. But Hot Toys... Uh, you may know them as the company that uh, forges all of their action figures uh, using witchcraft. Uh, they are taking it to the Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, Spider-Man, and they've got a gallery of images up on their up on their Facebook page at the moment. And holy crap, this thing is absolutely amazing! What is it? The one-sixth scale. So what is that? I don't know a foot 12 inch mm-hmm. about a, about a 12 inch figure and it is absolutely gorgeous has anyone checked in on tom holland lately because i'm kind of worried that these people actually have a miniaturization ray well you know we don't know that it's tom holland because they have blurred out his face probably to protect uh spider-man's anonymity or because Tom Holland is screaming, help me, help me, they've shrink, shrunk me, oh God. Probably, that that actually is a lot more logical when you take a look at these, but holy crap, Hot Toys make some amazing stuff. So, go check it out, because it is freaking cool. Indeed. Alright, well that is our show this week. Um, hey, give us a shout out, give Kyle a shout out on our page. That's an idea. 
Everyone, uh, drop comments for this episode on our Facebook page. Wishing him uh, congratulations. Uh, also, you know, you know, write us, your friends who don't hear from you anymore. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Find us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, head on over to Patreon.com slash StolenDroids. Be one of the baddies, one of the, the awesome guys. Um, and until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Productions.